This is episode 383, Leaning Into Love Even When You Feel Like You Want to Withdraw with Lynette. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to you all. I hope you got a chance to listen to my episodes on releasing the past year and stepping into the new year. If you missed those, go back and do them. You can actually use the whole month of January. I mean, the Chinese New Year is until February, so even part of February to release the past year and really step into your intentions for the new year. I don't really buy into too many resolutions or anything like that, but I do think the start of a fresh year is a beautiful time of reflection. It's just it's just in the air. It's in the collective consciousness. So why not take advantage of that? I'm really excited about the year ahead. We will continue to have incredibly vulnerable, courageous, emotionally intelligent, amazing guests on the show. And if you want to be on the show, you can go to christinehasler.com slash waitlist to submit your name and get on the waitlist as well. Always really excited when men come on the show as well. Not that I don't love the ladies, but I know I have a large percentage of male listeners. So I know you're out there and it's always great for us women to hear from the men as well. So gentlemen, if you are so inclined, christinehasler.com slash waitlist. All right. Today we have Lynette on the show who is a new mama. She and I are only a month apart in our motherhood journey. And so I completely (laughs) relate with her on so many of the things we bring forward. But this episode definitely isn't about new motherhood. It's more about the pattern of withdrawing. And there's some, some important things I bring up in this episode, including not doing deep work when you're not resourced. And you'll learn more about that as you are listening. So as you are listening to this show, consider, do you have a pattern of withdrawing or relate to the avoidant attachment style? Do you often get angry, angry at yourself, angry at others, but perhaps underneath you're really just sad? When your partner does come to you vulnerably, do you often feel like you've done something wrong when they make a request of you? Do you even judge them or judge yourself? And finally, do you want to break patterns in your own parenting? In other words, do you want to be a different parent than the way you were parented? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Lynette. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Air Doctor. So when I was putting together Athena's nursery, before I was looking at colors or artwork I wanted on the wall or even furniture, I researched how do I make this the healthiest environment for her. And to me, that means what's the best air purifier, air filter that I can find and what isn't going to be super noisy and what isn't going to have lights on it and what is just going to be super great quality. And what I found is Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor because it filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens. So your lungs, baby's lungs, don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99 of tested bacteria and viruses. So we all know allergens can vary in size, but the average pollen size is 25 microns. Air Doctor captures particles as small as 0.003 microns. That's 100 times smaller than even the HEPA standard. And we live in Austin, Texas, where there's a lot of stuff in the air. So I want to make sure I'm giving her the cleanest 
air possible. And what I also love, which I mentioned before, is that with Air Doctor, there's no need to worry about noise. They use their exclusive professional whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than fans found in ordinary air purifiers. That means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. Now, of course, babies love white noise, but I wanted something that was pretty quiet so that we could really focus on the sound machine. <laughs> the other thing I love is that Air Doctor takes the guesswork out of clean air with its auto mode feature that uses a laser sensor to detect air quality and automatically adjust to the correct filtration level. So if you want to get your Air Doctor today, also know that it comes with a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head over to airdoctorpro.com, A-I-R-D-O-C, T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code over it. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off. That's up to 35% off, but only if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code over it. You'll love their filters. I love their filters. I actually have two of them. You'll improve the quality of your air. And from my point of view, you improve the quality of your air. You improve the quality of your life. So again, airdoctor.com, use promo code over it. Lynette, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you for receiving me. Well, I actually have a kind of two concerns or of questions, if you will. So one is uh, how can I express my needs and my emotions and my boundaries without coming across as criticizing and or judge, judging myself and my partner? Mm-hmm. That's, I would say that is the urgent kind of concern that I have. And the other one is basically how can I, you know, eliminate the roadblocks that are threatening my relationship and and provide a healthier bringing to my parenting? Mm, Okay. Those are big questions and great questions. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you you are free. Please feel free to to choose. Oh, no, no. We'll we'll see what we can get to. We'll see what we can get to. So the first part, tell me where this question is coming from. Why does this matter for you? And where does it, where is it a problem? So I usually have problems with expressing my emotions. Like and I, I get stuck, especially in the anger. Mm. Actually, I experience more, more anger that, than sadness or any other emotion, more anger and the, the anger and frustration side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the way I, it manifests is that I would draw. Either I would draw and become, uh, become cold. Mm. And, and distance and, and unempathetic mm-hmm. towards myself and, and, my, and my partner. In this case, is the, the, the relationship is at, at stake. And, and the other way, if I or when I manage to, to express it, it, it comes across very like tantrum, you know, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a, like a child, like it was yelling a lot and mm-hmm. and swearing and just like going to the to the other to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is that this did happen. This doesn't happen very often, by the way. It has happened like a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I don't like any of those uh, extremes. I would say, and it's uh, it's kind of coming in the way of our harmony and our, our communication mm-hmm. very much because my husband is more on the side of the sadness and. And when he he's very open and communicative, and he he does know how to communicate, or at least is very open to uh, in communicating his, his emotions. And when he comes to say, "Hey, I 
this hurt me or I didn't like uh, this or I don't like this uh, from with a sad face or or mm-hmm. I need I need more of these or more of the other thing I I get mad okay. and I get kind of I get as a criticized as a critique to me okay you you, you criticize him or he you feel like he's criticizing no, you I feel I feel like when he comes with those requests so with mm-hmm. this sharing of his emotions sadness mostly mostly all the time you feel like you did something wrong or something like that yeah 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 I yeah critiqued, critiqued. yeah just yeah. And this this husband is also the father of your. You have one child. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We have an eight uh, an eight months uh, eight months old. Oh, so baby you, girl. well, we're only a month apart in that in that journey. Um, so yeah. you're still navigating and so, changing of hormones. And is this your first child? It is our yeah. first child, both yeah. of us. And and the other thing that maybe is is worth it to mention here, you tell me, but is that our relationship is very very young. We we met in July 2021, so mm-hmm. a little bit over a year, one and a half year, more or less, a little bit less. And we I got pregnant like two months after yeah. we yeah. met. So we, it was very intense in the beginning. We did go very intentional and open and honest and, okay, this is what we want and we were very aligned. Yeah. And it was super, you know, everything, you know, seemed to be quiet Um I don't know, quite, quite a line, quite in, in its place. But as I got pregnant, I like one month after I got pregnant, I kind of lost my libido totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we are not having sex at the moment. And I just mentioned this in case this is a, something to, to have in mind. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot happening. There's a new relationship, there's getting pregnant, there's having the baby, there's adjusting to new motherhood and a new relationship and marriage and then having a baby, both of those things individually can trigger a lot of unresolved wounds and issues. And you did it all mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot that you've been through. It's a lot of change in a very short amount of time. So the first thing that's going to be so important for you, especially if you deal with anger and withdrawal, is compassion for yourself. Because it sounds mm-hmm. like well, let me ask you this. How are you on yourself? Do you get angry with yourself? Do you get frustrated with yourself? Are you hard on yourself? I'm very, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. 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 I have a very, like what you would call maybe expectation hangover on me. Yeah. I can very, I have very high expectations uh, on myself. I'm very hard on, on, on myself yeah. often. Yeah. 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 I feel that. And so when we're hard on ourselves, that tends to leak out. We're going to be hard on other people, but I want to, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of ground to cover here and I'm just feeling into what would be most supportive first, just yeah. as new mama to new mama. I want to tell you a lot of this is normal. Normal. Okay. Lack of libido, frustration with partner, feeling like our emotions are all over the place and wanting to fix everything because we feel this tremendous pressure yeah. to give our, our child a yeah. great life. You know, how are you sleeping? Yeah. Terribly. Yeah. So there's that too. <laughs> yes, right? because my, my baby wakes up. Yeah. Also the sleep deprivation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah, I guess also some hormones, uh, hormonal yeah. uh, issues, I guess. Yes. It's too. a lot. So you can't really expect yourself to be your best self right now. No one's their best self when their hormones mm. are out of whack and they're sleep deprived. Yeah. This is when it's the time to be your most compassionate self. And when you withdraw or you, when you get angry, what you really need 
and what you really are yearning for is to be held in that moment. Because it mm. seems to me like you're someone who's had to hold it all together a lot of your life. Yeah. And yeah. in those moments where, you know, you withdraw or you get angry, that's a, that's a habitual pattern. But what you really want in that moment is to be held and to be told yeah. everything's going to be okay. And for someone to say, I got you, but you're scared to. So I, I you probably know this, but yeah. What about intimacy scares you? Why do you feel, let's look at the withdrawal pattern first. Why do you feel you have to pull back from intimacy or run or withdrawal? Yeah, this is a very good question because this is the first time that I experienced this with a person that I really want to be with. It happened once and it was in a relationship that was very very toxic very bad I was a new like a very young relationship and I started to uncover things that were terrible that I could I just couldn't see myself with that uh, person I'm talking about like uh, eight years ago mm -hmm. and as I started to feel all that no 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 I don't want to be here I don't want to be with this person um, it was very traumatic. My body, I, I just experienced like a numbness totally. Like if I was, I was, you know, retrieved from my body. I didn't feel anything. I started to feel disgust and so on. And I, that's the fear that I have also that this uh, lack of libido, this uh, lack of sex drive has anything to do with that experience that's all of a sudden I stopped feeling and liking the person. Well, it probably goes back farther than that. Because it sounds like mm -hmm. there's some dissociated patterns. So what about mm -hmm. your childhood felt unsafe to you? Um, well, in my home, uh, my mom, and my um, I, I never experienced any conversation and any real, you know, um, like I never feel held in terms mm -hmm. of my feeling safe of, right. you know, when talking or expressing my emotions. I actually had an, remember a vivid experience in in which uh, my mom was asking me with a with a with a shoes in the hand like do you want to cry because I was crying mm -hmm. and I was like hey do you want to cry like as if I had a need a, a reason if 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 I had a if I need a reason to cry then she would give me right. one yeah. because it, it's like how I interpret that now that I kind of read and study childhood wounds and so on is that okay my emotions were not welcome uh, were not validated yeah. and what I the mechanism that I used to do that to to cope with that is to to withdraw and not feel right and right. not sad and right yeah my right. dad was never present either so it was only my mom and my grandma yeah so because of where you are you're still in your postpartum journey people that say postpartum is like three months I don't know they've never had a baby <laughs> because it's way yeah, longer exactly than because this is also another yeah, this is another judgment that I bring to myself like okay am I supposed to be already out of postpartum no. and already having all this. No, like. no. And I don't know if it's any, if it brings you any comfort, but I also hold high standards for myself and thought that I was going to be back at work and feeling good at three months, maybe five months. And my baby be sleeping mm. through the night and I'd be comfortable, you know, having, you know, le leaving her with a caretaker. No, no, none yeah. of it. <laughs> and still, you know, Athena's almost nine and a half months and I'm just starting to find my way a little bit. And 
I surrendered to that about three months in and went, you know what? This is a very short season, even though it seems long. I'm sure you've heard the expression, the days are long, but the years are short. And so I really, really want you to give yourself a lot of grace. I don't think that women are really honored and supported enough in the first year of becoming a mother, especially for the first time. And there's so much expectation and pressure. And so the encouragement I'm going to give to you today is very simple because honestly, this isn't the time when you're sleep deprived, you're trying to deal with being a mother. This isn't the time to dig deep and do a lot of inner child work. It's there for you in the future. There's definitely some wounding around not feeling safe with your mom, not feeling nurtured. And I'd want to just pause for a second and I'll come back to this thought train I was going down, but I want to ask you, how do you find it being a mother? Do you find it easy to access nurture and compassion and connection with your little girl? Or is it sometimes challenging for you? Um, Yes. If I am connected, if I feel connected with my daughter, I don't know how that my feel for you for other other mothers but i really feel connected with her i i, I kind of in love i Beautiful. i'm in love with her like i i want to kiss her all the time and hug her and all what i don't do for my husband that's, i feel it for her that's beautiful that's beautiful so yeah i was asking if nurturing came easy to you which is great yeah because often when we have a mother who wasn't very nurturing sometimes it can be harder to access that in ourselves so i yeah. love that and i can relate to that that's beautiful And just notice that when I asked you that, I felt like I really spoke to your authentic self, like you just lit up. So can you see a big part of you, Lynette, is craving intimacy. Now it's easy with a baby because it's, it's natural. They don't talk back. There's no relationship history. There's not as many triggers where I also want you to start opening your heart is to your husband. And so- the, the advice I'm going to give you, like I said, is simple because I, this isn't the time to be diving into a lot of deep inner child work or trauma work or deep work mm-hmm. with your mother. Because I believe that when we choose to do deep work, we have to be resourced. And what that means is, number one, we can't be super sleep deprived. We can't yeah. be in a new massive change in our life because our nervous system can only tolerate so much. And it can actually work against us to do deep, deep healing work when we're in a massive transition like you are. So what I want you to practice is leaning into love. And what I mean by that is when you want to withdraw, I want you to just, and we can come up with a word together, like a word or a phrase you can say to yourself. Maybe it's just lean into love. That's what you say to yourself. And instead you go to your husband and you ask for a hug. And you say, can you please just hold me? Mm. And when you get angry, you can say lean into love. You can ask your husband to say lean into love. And maybe actually when you get angry, what you really need is a cry. So when you feel that angry feeling, it's like, what am I really feeling? And if you really need to be angry, you can go scream into a pillow or whatever. We just don't want you to direct the anger at anyone else or yourself. But I have a feeling that that anger is more of a protective barrier um, yeah. because sadness wasn't safe. I mean, your mom lifted a shoe mm. at you and said, I'll give you something to cry about. So there's probably yeah. a lot of tears in there that never got to be expressed. And in those moments, yeah. leaning into love also would mean like, just allow yourself to cry. So that's my encouragement to you is to one, lots of compassion 
and accept that this is a huge, two huge changes in your life, marriage and motherhood, yeah. all in less than two years. Um, That's massive. Yeah. Two, you are not resourced right now to do super deep healing work. It's going to be available to you in the future, but now is not the time. And three, you're going to have a mantra, lean into love. And what you're going to do is choose compassion for yourself and let this soften you because one of the ways that relationships can heal is if we allow ourselves the opportunity to have the things in the relationship that we never had with our parents. So do you think that in moments where you feel particularly tender or triggered or whatever, if you went to your husband and you asked him for a hug, would he be open to that? He will be, I think he will. He will be very open to that. What I am, as I listen to you, I'm trying to visualize myself doing that. And I'm having a hard time seeing myself asking for that. Because yeah. usually it's him who, who asks for that. I th- It's him who says, I need care. I need more, uh, you know, uh, more affection. I need hug. I, what, and when I am angry, what I tend to do, you know, that withdrawal, how it looks like, is like I get distant, like physical distance that I am unable. I don't want to have him close. So what you are telling me to do, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I know you think that. And a big part of your brain thinks that. But if you really just close your eyes for a moment and feel into it, when you withdraw, what are you actually wanting? I know part of you thinks you want just to be away from everyone because that feels safe. But think back to you when you were a little girl. What did you really, really want and desire? What I want is to be welcomed and to be accepted and to be loved and and to be said that that I matter. Yeah. 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 I mean, imagine in those moments when you were little and you withdrew and you went to your room that your mom came in. And she said, sweetheart, I'm here to mm. come to mama. Let me hold you. Yeah. Like imagine how yeah, different yeah. that would be. That never happened. I know. I'm sorry. It didn't. Cause you deserve that. You deserve that kind of mothering. What's beautiful is you can give that to your daughter, but you've mm-hmm. got to give it to you too. You can't just heal your relationship with your own mother by mothering someone else. You've got to mother yourself too. And so a big part of mothering yourself is when you withdraw and your mind is thinking, oh, I just want to be away, go into your heart and talk to little Lynette and ask her what she needs. And she probably needs a hug. So just go Mm. back to your husband and say, can I have a hug or whatever? You could just look at him or you got, you could have a hand signal, whatever it is, Mm. because like, like I said, doing deep, deep work when we're under-resourced, I don't recommend, but what we can yeah. do is pattern breaks mm-hmm. and you choosing a hug over withdrawing is a big pattern break and choosing to allow yeah. yourself to cry when you feel angry is a big pattern break. And that's that you can handle that. You can do sleep deprived. You can do that. And I know it seems completely foreign, but you and I wouldn't be on the fo- the phone today or the internet, whatever we're on. <laughs> if, <laughs> you weren't ready for something. Yeah. So what's coming up for you now? Um, I'm just visualizing that and, and see how that, how I could do that, how that could happen. And, and, and I'm sure he will, he will love that yeah. because this is the way he operates. I'm just now doubting myself. 
probably judging too, like whether or not I'm gonna be able to do and 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 whether I was asking myself to also uh, okay, but what what about the sex part? Would that be a path or a doorway to the other part? Because this is really like it's like a hammer in my head all the time, you know, like telling me, yeah. okay, you don't want to make it again. Now you're doing the same, and you yeah. know, it's the first time that I have that I'm in a relationship that lasts more than that three months. <laughs> yeah, well, that's this is huge. Listen, the sex thing will—it's two things. One, hormonally, you just might not be in a place where it's biological too. Like if you're sleep deprived, you're not the healthiest that you can be and your body is not going to want to get pregnant again. And so Mm -hmm. it's not going to want sex. When you start sleeping, number one, your libido will slowly start to come back. Second, often in, especially in our longer term relationships, our libido is very connected to our heart. And when you start Mm -hmm. leaning into love and asking for these hugs and start having more intimacy with your husband, then I have a feeling Mm -hmm. you're going to want to be even closer to him. And oftentimes when we're dealing with lower hormones, we can't just rely on biology. We need psychology and we need our heart. And you're going to be more turned on with your heart for a little while until hormones come back into place. Yeah. But if you're in a pattern of withdrawal and anger, you're not going to feel intimate with him. And so you're not going to feel those love rushes. So even though I didn't specifically mention sex in my advice to you, my head was there because I Mm. know that it is that intimacy and that heart connection that is the doorway back into a libido, especially when we're dealing with sleep deprivation and hormones changing. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Does this give you some direction? Yeah, I think the big, uh, the biggest uh, insight would be like basically the challenge also on how I can break that pattern because yeah, I think well, this is what it's about. Breaking a pattern is at some point a choice, and what's amazing is you have a great motivator, which is your little girl. Yeah, and you yeah. don't want to model withdrawing for her. You don't want to model no, absolutely no. away, you know, and. Yeah. I have a feeling that when your nervous system settles a little bit and you're out of the ping-ponging of withdrawing and being angry, she'll settle a little bit more too, mm-hmm. you know? And it's the choice we make for another person, but it's a choice we make for ourselves. And what I'm asking you to do is something I think that you really want to do, like you really want intimacy, I'm not saying it's easy because patterns are patterns for a reason, but it sounds like you trust your husband. You feel safe in your home and it's time to give little Lynette some more hugs and the feeling of being hold and the the feel, sorry, the feeling of being held and the feeling that it's safe to express her sadness and her emotions. So I don't know if you want to have like a little sign up in your room or there's a little mantra, or you just want to record on your phone, lean into love, and you play that every time you withdraw or get angry, mm. or you give it to you, you play it on your, you record something and give it to your husband to play on his phone. Think about ways that you can support yourself in this because I, I just have a sense, Lynette, that if you do this, you will, you'll start to feel better in a lot of areas. 
it's a simple suggestion, mm-hmm. but it's big. And I'm not minimizing how challenging it feels for you. I get it because withdrawal and getting angry is a survival pattern and they're the hardest to break. But deep down, I, I feel you want this. And so I think it might be easier than I do. you think. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be a good, uh, simple way to to start changing the, um, the course of, of, the, of the story. Yeah, because it all also has to do with you know you, I repeat the patterns and I repeat the story and then I I trigger all kind of disastrous scenarios that are not helpful. They just right. it kind of acts as self uh, self prophecy, you know. Right. Yep. Yep. <sighs> this is how. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is. All right. No, I'm did. wishing you lots of opportunities mm-hmm. to lean into love, precious sweet moments with your little baby girl. And sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Please have more <laughs> compassion for yourself. Thank you very much, Christian. Thank you so much, Lynette, for one, carving out the time when you're sleep deprived and have a baby. I know she was talking to me in the evening, hopefully when the babe was sleeping. So the first thing I want to say is I can totally relate to her experience of just feeling not her best self. I have completely felt like that in my motherhood journey. I bow down to the women who just nail motherhood and just don't miss a beat because that was not my experience. It was very humbling in so, so many ways. And that's a whole nother episode, but I really want to create an, an honest, open conversation about how challenging motherhood can be, especially in that first year. And that's why for Lynette, you know, there's many things she mentioned, past relationships, mother, parenting, intimacy, all of it. And I could have dove deep on many different things and we could have done way more work on mother because that whole story about her mother raising the shoe and saying, I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, it just breaks my heart. And oh, if only it was mandatory that you couldn't have children until you dealt with your own childhood trauma. The world would be a different place. But anyway, I digress. I could have gone down that road with her. However, I know, especially from my own experience, that really doing that deep work and bringing up painful things from our past when we're sleep deprived, when we're hormonally all over the place, when we're adjusting to two major life changes, isn't the time. So if you are someone that right now is under-resourced, maybe you don't have a new baby, but you're not getting enough sleep or your health isn't that great or you're in more of a survival situation, not the time to go digging really deep on core wound stuff because it, it can actually reactivate the trauma because you don't have enough of a resource place that can hold you through the process. So, But it is the time where you can break some patterns and choose more into experiences that you wish you had as a child. So that's why I really encourage Lynette to keep leaning into love, to break that pattern of withdrawing, to break that pattern of getting angry when she's really feeling sad, by choosing to go ask for a hug or choosing to allow herself to feel into sadness. Now, simple request, I know not easy, but when it comes to pattern breaks, it just takes a commitment. And if there's one thing I know about motherhood, no matter how tired you are, if there's something you want to do for your child, you find a way. And so whether you're finding a way for your own child or you're finding a way for your inner child, because we got to have that same mama and papa bear for our inner child, we've got to find a way to break a pattern because if we keep doing the same thing, we keep getting the same results. So I want to bring this back to you. If you have the pattern of withdrawal or avoidance, how can you choose to lean into love? How can you notice, okay, I'm withdrawing right now. However, it's 2023. 
I'm not six years old or eight years old. I'm not with my mother. I'm with this person who I love and I trust. Um, and what do I really want when I was a child? I, I wanted to be held. All right. Well, that's an option for me now. So I'm going to go do it. <laughs> you know, Lynette wanted to be held as a child. Now she can be, it's an option. It's available. So take advantage of it. That's where we can use our current day situations to help heal the pain of our past. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love, many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.